ดนบิ๊กรีดิโอรีดิโอพอลวิทยุสะพานซีรีดิโอลจิสรีดิโอกับสกุลเฮร์ค่ะเดอะบริจรีดิโอ Hello everybody uh, right now we are live in Trampoline House this is British Radio from Copenhagen and uh, today we going to be presenting a program about uh, about activism a program about migrant organizations and politics We are going to be talking about uh, the various uh, uh, migrant group in Denmark and other parts of the EU. They will be talking about uh, their unions. We will be taking an interviews from uh, from a spokesperson from the Lampedusa, from the Lampedusa organization in Hamburg, and uh, he's going to be telling us about uh, their struggle in 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 Germany. In uh, other part of the EU, how far they've gone, and uh, and and we're going to also be doing some uh, 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 a brief questioning to our studio guests. We have with us today. We have uh, Marinage, a member from Marinage, and we have uh, also member from the closed deportation camps in Denmark, and we have a spokesperson from the Somali Danish Union here live today in Trampoline House Bridge Radio Copenhagen. And now we're going to first of all start with uh, with a self introduction. I am William Jensi, presenting. I have my co-host with me. She can. My name is Marie. Yeah, I'm, I'm the co-host today in the Butch Radio Friday Live Session. That's great. So we're going to start with a self introduction. We apologize that one of our guests is a little bit late, but uh, she will turn out very soon. So we're going to start with Marinage. Uh, excuse me, sir. Can you please introduce yourself to the program? Absolutely. Um, my name is uh, Yannick Harrison. I'm one of the co-editors of uh, the journal Marinage, and with me I have another co-editor who will introduce herself now. Hi. Uh, my name is Sophia, and yeah, I'm also a part of the editing group of Marinage. Hi, my name is Hassan. I'm from the Union Somali Union in Denmark, and I'm the chairman of the union. And can you maybe um, introduce uh, both of you? Maybe you first, Hassan, a little bit more about why you're here today and um, this project that you are doing with your demonstration recently. Yeah, we here. I'm here today because I I'm going to talk about the de- demonstration we can have this is this this the sixth shade of May. And uh, about this uh, problem with the Somali uh, refugees, gonna send us back to Somalia, and that is we see as the Somali Union is wrong because it's very unsafe in Somalia. So that's why I'm here, and it's very difficult to talk with the the other big media because they have other interests. So I'm very happy to be here in Trampoline House today because it's very important to to be here and talk. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So uh, can you please, uh, for Marinage, can you please tell briefly about your network? Um, well, we are, I guess, the, well, the journal or the network is um, our aim is um, is to provide a critique of colonialism and uh, racism, and particularly also Danish colonialism. Um, and we do that by looking at the histories of colonialism and looking how colonial structures. Uh, still 
sort of structure of the world we live in today, how it has helped create border regimes that affect people who um, are either f forced from for various reasons to uh, to flee to this part of the or travel to this part of of, of the planet. Um, so we try to show that there's a link between the past and the present. Yes. And maybe we can ask a little bit more, you, Hassan, about what uh, made you start this uh, demonstration and if you can tell a little bit more, uh, like inform the listeners about what is the situation of these uh, people also legally, why they can be um, facing deportation. Yeah, but the big problem is that, that the Danish government don't see the reality in Somalia. They have been in Somalia one day and have uh, writing about a report how safe the Somalia is, and but they didn't go inside in Somalia. They only have been outside of Somalia in the airport. And after the one day, they are I think it's even not one day is about some hours. Then after that, they go to Kenya and uh, write the the rest of the report from there, and go home to this uh, yeah uh, the Danish government and told them that yeah it's safe Somalia. So big problem is it's not it's not a problem we don't like to go back to Somalia. I'm one of them who love to go back to Somalia because it's my country. Uh, even I have been here 27 years, I'll, I would like to go home. But when they go home, there's nothing. They have nothing. They have no places. They have no money. So it's not... Uh, yeah, they can live there, basically. So that's the big problem. And they don't listen to uh, uh, the government. They don't see... They think we are just... Uh, yeah saying that we're lying and that's very sad people don't uh, uh, take this somali people serious so that's why yeah basic we have yeah here today so thank you so much uh, is there any comment from marinage do you have any uh, anything to uh, say to whatever that somali organizations are doing with respect to demonstration in deportation in denmark today work and I think it's really important to sort of um, keep pressuring the immigration authorities who always claim that certain places are safe even though it's obvious to anyone that it is not and um, that it's it's about keeping certain people out rather than keeping people safe um, and insisting on that and that people have a right to be safe people have a right to, to have a home and not all the time be threatened by the um, possibility of deportation. So I think it's it's great work. Mm. Yeah, that's very nice. Uh, it was very nice of you to be here today. I think uh, these are very burning issues when it comes to the matter of deportation of people back to places they are left so many years ago. You told me about some 20 years ago you've been here in Denmark. So it's like Somali seems to be a very strange land to you right now. You don't know how to start and and with the sweeping information about Somali and the prejudices that is going on right now in Somalia, I think it's a very you know, tragic place to be right now for you. I've been disconnected from there for a very long period of time. And uh, we understand that this is why we have come here today to, 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 to create some kind of awareness for us to uh, uh, communicate to the outside world to understand exactly the implications of these forceful dep deportation, which is somehow intertwined with human rights abuses. So uh, shortly we're going to be taking a musical break. Uh, we're going to do a song from uh, from Divano, uh, a Jamaican artist. Uh, it's about a, it's about jungle. The title of the song is Jungle. 
you know, we decided to play this song today because this song, it has a message that has to do with uh, the entire world has now become a jungle. A jungle where everybody is taking defenses. Nobody's willing to open their eyes to see the truth behind the horizon, but everybody taking defenses. And uh, sometimes people tell you to call them when you are in need. Then when the right time comes, you call them. Nobody pick your call anymore. So it's like many people now taking defense. Instead of taking both steps to bring some remedy to the, the implications of people down trolling masses, struggling masses, people with school faces all around the place. Nobody wish to see those faces. They only taking defenses, protecting political interests and all of that. So let's, let's drop this song right now from Davino. Me wake up from a dream, couldn't go back to sleep Me sit up and a prayer situation now comes That me always dead for them, but me not see them in a my tribulation Oh, it's so funny that the people them will tell yourself to you trust them You never ever get them when you call them I trust you and the problem, the problem In this jungle, jungle Every man feed themselves so prepared for fight Jungle, jungle Hey, give thanks to the ones who are true to life Jungle, jungle The victory is there, there on the battlefield Real warriors keep it real Me get a flat down the road through me car overload Me have the spear on my phone battery empty Maybe through me raga raga me sure never press People drive past now help me And the ones who pretend to care Them just all about the money, yeah here comes the cops who want to ticket me Ain't nothing but this no funny In this jungle, jungle Every man feed themselves so prepared for fight Jungle, jungle Hey give thanks to the ones who are true to life Jungle, jungle The victory is there, there on the battlefield Real warriors keep it real In this jungle, things are never Many true characters conceal Flattering lips with smiling faces Past them all the while in different places In this jungle Everyone seems to have a needing agenda Hey, so I hunting for mine Now go on like some blind In this jungle Jungle Every man feed themselves so prepared for fight Jungle Jungle Hey, give thanks to the ones who are true to life Jungle She's there, there on the battlefield Real warriors keep it real In this jungle, 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 jungle In this jungle, 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 jungle I apologize for taking the song down. Actually, this is a theme song today. It's about jungle, you know. The whole world has turned to a jungle. And uh, we're looking for justice. And we don't want jungle justice. We want justice for all people, where people will, be, where people will have the sense of equality, where equality will not be, you know, the, the, uh, a sense of, uh, just a sense, but it should be a, a reality in the midst of the people, you know. So we should not make the world into a jungle. But I apologize for taking the song down. I, I promise to play the song again from the top, you know, at the conclusion of the program. So right now, my co-host. Yes, now I will um, introduce uh, this um, this next interview that we will we choose to play for you today. And uh, the recording uh, is made in uh, November here in Trampoline House when we have a visit from several um, activist uh, spokesperson of the self-organized uh, migrant and refugee 
uh, organizations in Germany. And the uh, man you're going to listen to now, his name is Abimbola Udukbesan, uh, and he's a spokesperson from the group called Lampedusa Hamburg. And now the Lampedusa Hamburg group have been uh, organized for several years, and it's one of the first uh, self-organized, uh, migrant self-organized group uh, in Europe. The people started to organize themselves from living just on the street. They have all their they have all been taking their fingerprints in Lampedusa, the Italian uh, island. Uh, but at that point, uh, Italy was in big economic crisis and uh, refused to take the responsibility that they was put on by the Dublin Convention, which we also believe in the British Radio is an unjust uh, uh, system. Um, so they was um, stuck in, Germ in Germany, in Hamburg, living in the streets. They could not get resident there, and they could also not get resident in Italy. And then they started to, to organize themselves from, from this position. But um, let's listen to some of the points that Abimbola is making. I would just like to make some little point about... Are we just like to bolster some little points about what Ali and Shabana said. And I want you to know one something, that the group Lampadoza in Hamburg, we did achieve a lot. I want you to know in Hamburg, because Lampadoza in Hamburg, we are one of the refugee groups that opened the eyes of the civil society to how the Hamburg refugees policy is being used to intimidate the refugees and the immigrants. And for the first time in history, over 25,000 people were on the street because of the Lampadoza in Hamburg. And I want to tell you today that the pro because of the political campaign of Lampadoza in Hamburg, a lot of things, many organized refugees group, you know, they came alive. My brother, you said earlier that you have been doing this political struggle for the past years. And I will tell you that this struggle is a life struggle. Even though it seems that we don't achieve our political demand, but I want to tell you, we are achieving a lot, but we might we may not know. It might be that the next generation might be the one who will get the benefit of what we are doing. But I want you to know, we are achieved a lot. So here I try to write a little thing about the importance of self-organization. And I said that I asked question who will present and represent the issue of refugees, if not they themselves? Nobody. I said nobody. Nobody knows what it means to be a refugee. Only they. So who else except the refugee themselves can develop a movement of, of defending and fighting for human rights, equality, peace, and freedom. Self-organization in general has always in history started by the one consigned, by the suppressed, 
by the slaves, by the women, by the women, and many others. If we look to African and black history, the ANC gathered the different movement of anti-appetite fighters in the United States of America until today. There have been different movements for equal rights and against racism. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, and others has been asked to be a leader of self-organized movement. The history of workers' unions has always been self-organized group, fighting for better salaries, working and life condition. In the so-called Western world, there are today different self-organizations, for example, homosexual. The worldwide immigration and refugee movement today is more than 60 million people flee from war, destruction, hunger, exploitation. Show us the necessity of gathering and focusing powers and energy to find solutions to the big challenges we are confronted with today. The two major problems of refugees and migrants are capitalism. They want to gain. They want to profit by all means. And the second problem the refugees are facing are the politicians and the momentary leaders of the world. In Europe, the refugee already started different kinds of self-organization movement. Maybe the one in the camp in Calais, the one that they have been destroyed. And of course, the group Lampadosa in Hamburg has started a self-organized political struggle, which is known Europe-wide today. Self-organization starts when people come together and change things. I want to talk a little bit about the factors that enhance self-organized refugees and problems which exist. A question remains, if refugees self-organization should include activists and supporters. Connected to the question is the possible weakening of the movement. If we look to the United States of America, Martin Luther King Civil Rights Movement, we can see that it was a right decision to promote the slogan, black and white together. I am convinced that for many reasons, powerful movement, we always need to come together with different groups in society who are struggling for the same aim, destination. So it was Abimbula Udukbisan's uh, voice and lecture that you was listening to here from the Lampedusa Hamburg group. And first, I just want to um, say welcome to you, Tone, because now we are so happy that you, that you made it here. Thank you for being here, inviting me, and I'm sorry I'm late. But actually, because before you arrived, uh, everybody introduced themselves. So I was just uh, wondering if you can uh, introduce yourself. And I know that you are involved in so many different uh, projects. But uh, also, if you can tell a little bit about this uh, campaign uh, that you are starting up. Okay. Uh, my name is Tone. I was born in Denmark. Uh, and for the past six years, I've been uh, working in Tremblin House. Copenhagen refugee community. 
I'm also one of the co-founders of the house, together with a large group of asylum activists, people from the asylum centers in Denmark, as well as non-refugee activists. Um, and I'm also the director, together with my colleague Frederike, of a small exhibition space called Camp, which is located inside Tremplin House. CAMP stands for uh, Center for Art on Migration Politics, and it's a small exhibition space where we do exhibitions about uh, migration politics. Um, in Trampoline House, uh, I work uh, primarily with uh, programming. Um, it's not me who decides what kind of programs we have in Trampoline House. We decide that together, uh, but I try to make uh, room for all the kinds of knowledges and resources that the different people who are in the house bring. Um, and then uh, I'm the coordinator of the women's program and women's counseling. Uh, the house is separatist every Saturday. It's only open for women from the camps and their children, along with non-refugee women. And um, we do a lot of counseling. The, the ladies are in deep shit, a lot of them. Um, they're closing one of the special care centers, Center Kongelunden, where most of the women from Women's Club live together with their children. They're going to be moved to Jotland, uh, 400 kilometers away from their um, friends and networks and Tremblin House. And uh, we're trying our best to create awareness about this uh, moving of refugees as if they were cattle. Yeah, that is very nice. Uh, Tuna, you really impressed me with, uh, with your, 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 your introduction and the kind of work you are engaged in here in Denmark and uh, more besides uh, your role in pioneering the formation of Trampoline House, where we are all seated down uh, comfortably and doing this presentation today. Many thanks to you. And I would, I would love to ask you on this question because uh, the interview that we just listened to, uh, something sparked that, that, that has to do with the problems with formation of organization and the politics within the organization. So I believe that you also have such challenge like forming trampoline house, uh, how that is bringing together refugees and you know, people from diverse background and in the, in the community where people are, or other people who are living. And some of these people may be like, you know, uh, contrary or like standing opposition to your, your, your engagement in the formation of Trampoline House. I do believe that you, you still have some challenges from the political and as well as the social environment about the formation of Trampoline House. So can you tell briefly about some of the challenges that you face during the formation of this house? Well, Tremblin House is a permanent project, right? We're not here temporarily. Uh, so um, uh, fundraising is a huge issue. We pay a lot of rent every month. We have uh, six employed staff members, and I think that's why we have secured the permanency of Tremblin House, um, that there's somebody to carry forth the house on a daily basis. Um we have a full-time fundraiser employed. All she does is uh, finding new ways to get money. We're getting very, very little money from the state, no money from the municipality. Uh, so most of the funds that we're getting uh, are from private foundations and uh, ordinary people like you and me who uh, make a donation every month. Uh, starting Tremblin House uh, was a lot easier than keeping it alive. Um, because the house uh, was an idea that was created by residents in two of the asylum centers in Denmark. It is not a white project. It's a project uh, that was uh, created by the thoughts and ideas and demands uh, sounding from the asylum camps. Uh, 
Uh, we did two uh, workshops in 2009, me and my port partner Morten, who's the director of Tremblin House, and another artist, Joachim Hamu. We went to the camps and asked them uh, analytically what they thought were the major problems with the Danish asylum system. And we analyzed it uh, ideologically, historically, uh, juridically, politically and socially. And uh, when we were about to finish the workshops uh, after uh, a couple of months, uh, people from the camps were saying, okay, so now you wonderful artists have been with us for a while. Are you just going to abandon us like everybody else? Are you just going are you again here like all the reporters and other artists to listen to our stories and paint our portraits and then leave us in this shithole, this prison or what? And then we said, uh, no. <laughs> Uh, what can we do to uh, sustain uh, this community that we created? And together we said, uh, we're not going to contribute to uh, the camp system in any way. We don't want to make projects in the camps. We don't want to paint the walls pink to make it look more nice. We don't want to do urban garden projects or learn how to make your own honey. We are not going to do anything in the camps. Uh, we are going to make our own house, and when you go there, uh, you have equal rights. That is what we decided. So at least uh, on a symbolic level, when you enter Tremblin House, you are no longer rightless as you are in the Danish asylum system. Here you have a voice, you are heard, you are listened, you can vote, you can criticize the system, you can participate. It's a user-involving house. And it's a big, uh, it's a big project that we created together. And I think what works in Tremblin House, and I'll finish now. <laughs> I think what works in Tremblin House is that it is a space that we share together. Uh, this is the kind of integration model, if we, I can use that word, even. Uh, if we share a space, if you feel ownership of a place, if you have agency in a house, if you feel self-empowered on a in, on a social platform, uh, no matter where you're from, what your rights are, then that's sharing a space. And I think in that way, Tremblin House works as a model for outside society. If we could share Denmark with each other, then that would be a different situation. Thank you. That is very beautiful. That is very beautiful. I wish that uh, there are so many people in our society today who have the, 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 the intention that you have. I think it's a very nice thing. But we're going to get to it very shortly, uh, Mr. Hassan. Uh, we, the interview that we had right now is an interview from people from Lampedusa who started organization from scratch, and they had a very tough challenges, the political challenges too in, in, in the society. You are from Somalia. And the government of Denmark is uh, has decided to is deciding to 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 repatriate somebody back home where you say you left from since 20 years ago, and then you standing out to speak out against this thing. I believe that you have so many opposition politically. So what 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 does it feel like you know standing up to speak against the government mandate? I, I think honestly it's very hard because you as a as a human being as. Uh, I think she said you said real well, and I like the the thought of tramping the house. And I think if if it couldn't be, uh, we have to also oh. Thank you. Um, I think it's very hard uh, to fight against this uh, big government because as a Somali, we are the last uh, refugees come to Denmark, 
in the 90s, 97, middle of the 90s. So it's very hard to just, you know, integrate with the Danish uh, society. And uh, we have a lot of problems in Somali community. That's why we have created some unions and trying to 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 have a bridge between the Danish uh, system and the Somali system because as a Somali being uh, we are very uh, close to our culture and our religion and we are like uh, yeah, very hard a uh, very uh, what do you call them uh, yeah proud of yeah exactly proud of uh, our culture and that can be a problem if you come to another uh, country but we we know that but it's very hard to work with it because all this uh, pressure from the system who's trying to kick you out uh, I was tw- two years when I come to Denmark and I don't know uh, other places so it's very sad before uh, I can tell you a story about I grew up in Valuse and we have we were the only Somali uh, black people over there I have never in my life feel discriminated or or something like that before now never in my life And I only grew up with Danish people. We, me and my brother, we were the only black people in that school. But now I feel like, where's the Danish? The Danish, you know, they have values, beautiful values. But we don't see it because the Danish people, the white Danish people don't say, they don't shout in love, uh, you know, say stop this. There's a lot of uh, entities like Trumpley House, but more. I would like that. So it's very, very hard, and we we are standing alone, very alone. So yeah, it's very hard. Sometimes I say to myself, "I'm finished with my education, so I just leave." It's too hard. So if if, if I'm saying that, who grew up in Denmark, how about the people who just come here for three years and two years? How about them? So so it's very yeah, and it's it's very emotional to talk about because I love Denmark very much. When I go to back to Somalia, I'm a Danish. When I come here, I'm Somali or something else. So it's very, uh, it's very hard to, uh, to yeah, find myself in uh, in this. So, uh, but I'm very happy to hear what your name, Tuna. Tuna, what you're talking about, and you're saying as refugees are normal people. So it's sad they don't give you more money because this is something is working. I'm and hearing all the time from my community uh, when. A lot of Somali come here. They feel like it's a place. They are normal people, normal human. So it's very, uh, it's very cool. And uh, we have to stand together and find each other to and hold hand and stand against this uh, government. Because I, I don't think it's the community, Danish community, but it's the government. We have to say stop. Uh, so, so uh, yeah, that's. Thank you so much. I understand your frustration. I believe that the listener in Radio Land today, I understand what you're talking about. It's very, very burning when you, when, you, when you feel integrated somewhere for a long period of time, then all together you get disintegrated into another strange place. I think it's a very big challenge. And I heard you saying something like you are standing alone. I think Marinari is here. It's, a, it's an organization, no, I forget about human rights also. So how do you feel when somebody telling you that he's standing alone in the fight of human rights in Denmark? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you wanna? Um, yeah, I can. Uh, c- can I start somewhere else? 
Start about how do yeah. you f- how do you feel when somebody saying that yeah. you're standing alone and you are here as one of the advocates yeah. and you have been talking about uh, migration politics about colonization mm. how you know the origin of people the movement of people so yeah. somebody is saying right now you're standing alone and he's lamenting over the situation what do you have to say right now I can completely relate to that and that's why we cre- created Maronage to start building these communities because one of the most efficient ways to prevent people from actually changing the system is to make them feel alone and to make them feel that they have no one to fight with and just to touch upon what you talked about in terms of trampoline house um that self-organizing is self-empowerment and that is like that's the way we have to start we have to start self-organizing we have to start sort of seeing that we're not alone And I also feel like that in the interview, he talked about how self-organizing is, um, is the only way to go um, and that their self-organizing in terms of the refugees, self-organizing proves that the system doesn't work, which I think is so very true because the, one of the problems with sort of the, the colonial approach that Europe has to migration is first of all, that we don't see the colonial basis of why people are migrating the um, sort of inequality in the world, the conflicts that have roots that traces back to colonialism, but also the colonial mindset that we treat the people who come here with, that they're just put in camps. Even if we try to help them, we sort of don't see them as people with agency. We don't see them as people who can participate or contribute to the process. We only give them things and, and don't expect anything from them in return. Where here at Trampoline House, you see everyone as humans, which is what we are. And I think in Maronage, what we really want to do is show how how this plays into these effects and that we can self-organize and that there always has been counter struggles to these forms of oppression and that we should continue because what we're often told is well you know we just won all these battles here in Europe so you should just you know let us keep winning but it's not true there's always been resistance and there should always continue to be resistance even if it starts with something as small as just holding meetings and talking and sharing experiences. I don't have anything to add to that. <laughs> How could I? Okay, I think I think uh, uh, when when you have an organization and the organization is existing in a society where the entire political system is against the organization and the political system is also trying to govern our support from the, the society itself to also turn against organizations, then it seems to be like a drop in the ocean. So uh, we, 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 we right now live in trampoline how discussing the migration and politics And uh, we are live on Bridge Radio Copenhagen right now. And uh, we're going to take a short musical break uh, and then we come back with more discussion. Stay tuned, Bridge Radio. Make things work. Yeah, I just wanna. Leave life the way it was supposed to be
So this was our musical break and the music was produced by Hassel Solja, our Bridge Radio uh, home musician. We are very pleased to start having you here. Thank you so much for the music. And so I want to just um, go back to one of these uh, points uh, that uh, Abimbula was also talking about, this uh, issue of self-organization, because I think it's a, a very uh, key issue and it's also something that can be uh, that can be difficult or it can be a, a process to, to, l to learn to be aware of uh, representation in the work you are doing. Uh, and at least uh, from my own experience and also for some of the experience we have, for instance, building this radio and also doing other um, demonstration or, s or struggles. Uh, also, I think I learned myself uh, slowly, but it has been a, a process um, to reach a good balance of uh, of equal rep representation, especially in this um, work uh, with uh, people who are suffering, who are still in the asylum system because of people who are even undocumented underground because you have so little rights in this position. You have no uh, legal uh, um, power. So you're also somehow kind of maybe dependent on somebody with some legal power. Um, so it makes it, it's really unequal positions. So we really have to really develop um, to quit, to be criticizing ourselves, at least the, the people like me who are like white Danish uh, citizens, to really to really look critical to ourselves. So I want to also bring up this issue to hear your your experiences with this, and some of you might have uh, more challenge than others. For instance, with Trampoline House, because it's a bigger organization and and you need uh, you are dependent on bigger funding and stuff, and it's yeah, it's different. So please. Uh, if you want to share your experience. This is uh, exact. I'm really glad you brought this up because um, we wanted actually to talk about this as well as our sort of mm, challenges that we face as a journal or as a political platform as well, right? We are all people who have citizenship and CPR numbers. Um, so we are in a particular situation. So we want to be a sort of catalyst for both debate about Danish colonialism and race, racialization or racism. That's what we want to do. We want to reach out to as many people as possible, but we also want to be a platform for uh, voices that are being deafened or oppressed or killed. Like for them, like it has to be something that functions for them. But when formulating that for them, we have to be aware of who we are. Right, so um, then that comes back to well, we all are citizens. We a lot of us have been to university or something like that. We are not uh, in uh, what do you call it um, asylum centers, right? We are not uh, Romani populations who are living in Amafel. We are not uh, the the bottle collectors um, who live around in Abo. Like, there, we have to be aware, so how do, or au pairs who are in um, in Hillerup or in Gentofte. So we have to be aware of these people, figure out a, a real way to connect the struggles that is genuine and that is actually an expression of solidarity. Like, we don't know how to do it, but we are inviting people in and trying to be part of the dialogue, I think, instead of trying to be the solution that this is how it's supposed to function. We want, even though we have our visions as well, which is a very political one, 
um, but we have to, you know, sort of one way is to make people aware that we exist and then help them reshape marinage as a sort of expression. So, yeah. Um, and, and in terms of representation and um, I think it, it depends very much what you want to achieve um, as we just talked about before because sort of like if like in trampoline house that you don't you know you're not going to better the camps because it's a system that doesn't work you're going to create your own system and if you create your own system you don't uh, at certain points you probably need people that are allies with certain privileges, but you don't need them as much as if you're going to try to change the system. Because the main point of all this discussion is that the system doesn't care about certain people. So if those certain people voice their concerns, the system isn't going to listen. So if we need to change the system, we definitely need allies within the system as well. Um, but what we're also trying to do is sort of create our own institutions, create our own um, networks. And that still sort of requires some sort of privilege, but I, I think what you said about being an ally and co constantly thinking about your own position and your own privilege is, is simply like the way to, to, to go about that and sort of try to use it as an advantage for the people who doesn't have it. And then also always like w what we would have to do when we co col collaborate with others, sort of step back and let them take the stage and not you know, mm. always take up uh, as much space as we could mm. in certain arenas. Yes, I, uh, thank you so much. Uh, uh, I, I heard you saying that uh, uh, you, you, you are part of the society, but you don't have a fantasy. So you are looking for the dialogue for people to come in so that we can all find a common ground together. But in so much, in, in so doing, I think every organization must have a vision, a vision that you are working around because you believe in your vision and when you push for your vision, then people will come in to buttress your vision. And it is, it is very obvious that not everybody will, will buttress your vision, but you need to stand by your vision because your vision is your drive. Mm -hmm. Without your vision, you cannot exist. Mm -hmm. So your vision is your own umbrella on which you stand, on which you stand to be able to, 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 to attract the, 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 the attention of the society. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to ask you today, what is actually your vision? What drives you to form this marinage organization you have today? Um, like these questions are always like so good. <laughs> um, it's it's um, so I mean, of course, of course, like well, what what the vision is? It's one at one at one level spreading knowledge about colo the connection between colonial pasts and presents and racism, the present racism, racism, right? That's one aim and spread get this information and educate as many people as possible in Danish society. That's one clear vision. And of course, like, I think all of us in the group have the ambition of abolishing racializing structures. And capitalism. And capitalism, right? So, so I mean, that, that is our vision as well. So that's part of it, the, part of the project, if you'd like. Um, and I, I, th I, I completely agree, because this is a sort of, um, and also we are very feminist in the way that we, that we think, and that has particular implications of for how we organize, who we contact, and all of this. But I also think we have to recognize that <coughs> that uh, it's very complex and complicated sort of, what does it mean to uh, abolish racializing structures? Because mm -hmm. they, they, they exist in so many different ways. 
uh, and some people are organized in particular aspect, and they might not be that great on LGBT politics, but they're really important on this other aspect. But maybe through the dialogue, we can change each other. We will transform each other. And I think that if one, not just through the dialogue, but finding common struggles, so it could be like a demonstration, like through joining the really important uh, prevention of stopping deportations, we will trans, like hopefully, <laughs> like that's always the, the sort of hope, right? That everyone will be transformed in the process. Like through experiences of concrete struggle, we humanize each other, we understand each other's situations, positions, and dreams, and hopes, and fears, and all of this. Like that's where the potential lies. So I think it's holding on to that potential, um, and then hoping that that it goes along with some sort of vision that we had originally. <laughs> oh yes, that's that's very nice. Uh, Tuna, I think uh, you 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 you've you've done a very great job. You you had a very big organization here, the Trampoline House, that provided us today the avenue for us to speak here today. I think you have so much uh, vision in your head. That's why today we are here. And do you feel fulfilled? What is your vision? What actually makes you to form this house? And 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 what actually is your drive? What do you ought to achieve? Well, Trampoline House is kind of a rational in a sense because uh, our uh, primary purpose is to offer legal counseling to people and internships so that they are not uh, so that they can work against the pacification that they experience in the camps and that they can navigate in this juridical system that they are caught in um, so it is to give people tools to make decisions for their own lives in this very, very difficult and non-transparent uh, Danish asylum system. I think that's the, that's the, that's the mission of Trampoline House. Uh, then we offer community as well. For a lot of people, it's, uh, the house is a visit to, a to the house is a break from, from the terror of the camp, uh, the, 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 the stress of the camp, and it gives you renewed energy and a sense of solidarity among people here so you can continue struggling uh, with the horrible unjust life conditions in the camps. Uh, our vision in the long run, of course, is to, is to argue and convince um, lawmakers in Denmark and hopefully on a global scale eventually that uh, integration of refugees and, and asylum seekers have to happen at day one. Um, Mikkel Bolt, who's an art historian, he's described uh, the Danish Asylum Center as the uh, uh, architectural manifestation of Danish state racism. They are designed uh, to be containers for the for the unwanted, uh, the disposable people. They're designed to keep people on the outside of society. And you are not allowed to, to become part of and share this society in any way until it's been decided if you get asylum or not. When you do get asylum, then you face a, a whole series of other issues before you can even begin to partake in this society. But we are arguing that, of course, we have to close the camp. Uh, integration should start from day one, meaning that you should be allowed to work. You should be allowed to go to school. You should be allowed to go to a normal doctor, not the camp doctor. You should be allowed to go to normal primary school, not the camp school. Uh, your life should continue as normal. You should be part of and use all institutions in Denmark while your case is being processed. Um, 
and then eventually the the, the 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 vision is to argue that if we want to stop migration into the west which is uh, the main target of lawmakers well then we have to make a fair and just uh, trade agreements right if people if nations worldwide can uh, trade freely and move freely then we wouldn't have this problem that lawmakers say migration is that's very nice that's a very nice vision we hope that uh, the the listener or other people in authority must be able to listen to whatever you have to offer the society your vision may be clearly achieved because i believe that these visions in the way holds a very important part of the integration process which is very much important to everyone of us here today uh, mr hassan you 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 had you 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 are now struggling against the deportation plan of the government of somali refugees had the Somali refugees in Denmark had a union before, or you just brought this union out after the deportation in the spark from the government? The Somali, go, the Somali, the Somali community have uh, a union. Uh, they have uh, right now in uh, Copenhagen 309 unions, uh, and we are only 5,000 Somali in Copenhagen, so we are very integrated, so that's very good. But uh, I will say the vision is... My vision is what you talk about. Uh, I, I can't do my vision alone. So I think our vision is what you say, Thor and what Manesh say. That's our vision. Because the only problem I see as uh, I've been in this voluntary work about 15 years. And what I've seen is like everybody is alone. And everybody is fundraising for himself. And that's a problem because that's how we indoctrinated in, in Danish uh, school and uh, university and everybody is everybody is um, selfish, uh, so that's why I'm working against. That's why I'm here today too, because I think if we find each other in the dark, I think we can be the government, and 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 change what we like to change. But the problem is, is uh, as you say, Mirage, that uh, we don't uh, we we are educated, but we don't have knowledge. That's the problem. I I I see the Danish. We are very educated, but we are we are we don't like other people who don't like us. Like me, I'm I'm not Danish in their eyes because I think it's a it's a lack of uh, education, even if they have been in the university. Uh, so that's they're afraid of what they don't know. So that's our vision. We have to find each other. Then I think we can make a solution there because right now in the in a story is. Uh, the Minister of Integration sending Somali home secret because Somalia is one of the corruption uh, countries. So how do you work with a corruption system as a Danish government who is so high on uh, uh, principles and saying they are the best of all of it and even they have an agreement or they have a secret agreement. They're sending people home. Right now I, I, I talk with four Somali who's sending who's back in Somalia uh, I have my, that phone I talk with them and they I, we're sending money back to them so they have something to eat wow. so. this, is, this, is, this is 
very much uh, serious, but thank you so much for your contribution, Mr. Hassan. I think uh, together we can make better. We are live right now on Bridge Radio, Trampoline House, Copenhagen. Uh, I, I, now we have to go back, to, we have to go down to another section. The question still continues. We, uh, you, you, you all have a vision, we all have a vision. Even the Bridge Radio, the Marinage, the Trampoline House, the Somali Union, everybody have a vision. But uh, your vision does not you know, take effect if you don't have a strategy of implementation. So uh, I want to ask a question to all of you people with this, with this beautiful and brilliant vision today. What is your strategy of implementation? What strategy are you going to apply to achieve this vision if it must be achieved? Um, well, first of all, we have the, the, the journal that we try to um, make it as accessible as possible in terms of both uh, length and in terms of which kind of articles are in there. Um, and we w and then also whenever we get invited to take certain platforms, we just take as many as as, as is possible. Um, we were at um, Copenhagen Central Library um, in ter for ten days doing all kinds of different events, um, and we've been invited to other places to to the national broadcasting system DIA mm -hmm. and to to uh, to and. Um, Various museums, various museums, and and um, newspapers, and like we tr we try to put our name and our critique out there whenever we can, mm. um, and then we are c in contact with um, schools or trying to get in contact with schools and school organizations, and thinking about ways. Okay, so how can we even make it more accessible? Like we have some ideas. I'm afraid to say like all of them, because because if 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 they don't all come true, because we're not all the people in the world but so so we have strategies for um, for getting the information as far out as possible yeah. and um and and trying to reach sort of um people like young people who will be able to to maybe have a more open mindset and also to be able to change the future <laughs> when it comes to that and just to to try to get out on as many platforms as we have sort of the resources to do um the reading reading groups and um yeah educate ourselves educate as well all of, all of this so yeah oh thank you so much uh 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 Madam Tune, I think uh, uh, you have a very clear vision. Uh, we do, we do believe in your vision. But we want to know today, uh, uh, it's an education to to other people who listen, or like other grassrooting organizations, you know, because you've survived it all, and today we are sitting down here. So we want to know your strategy. Which strategy you have applied over the years to to get us where we are today, and what are most strategies that you have to implement to get to the vision at the end of the day. Well, I think uh, the the most important methodology is uh, not for white people to organize on behalf of refugees, as was also said here, but uh, that it has to be a collaboration and that it is a, a question of listening to uh, the testimonies and expert uh, criticisms of people living the system. Uh, so it's not about uh, white experts uh, uh, forming the struggle. It's about forming a struggle based on the experiences and um, and analysis of people uh, suffering within the system. That is the starting point. Uh, then it is uh, about believing that uh, that you can actually create a different kind of uh, of social platform. 
uh, we were many of us uh, starting trampoline house uh, we were uh, artists uh, many of the asylum seekers starting trampoline house also had a creative uh, or artistic background uh, it meant that we had the i think the ability to to imagine things otherwise this is for me what art can do it can imagine things otherwise and we learned a lot from uh, artists uh, working socially uh, uh, with social engagement and political engagement uh, and i think uh, trampoline house as a social platform is is uh, is uh, is a result of that Uh, so it's about creating a space, right, where, as I said, uh, people feel uh, s- uh, self-empowered, that they that people feel that they can affect the place, that uh, they have a, a say in the place. And from there, uh, you can go anywhere. Uh, we were lucky enough to, uh, um, I think this is very practical, uh, but uh, when we got the idea to form a trampoline house, Uh, we did a test site. We borrowed an exhibition space from the Royal Danish Art Academy in two weeks, and we created a trampoline house in two weeks as a kind of an art project. And we tested all our our ideas, and we documented them. And we had this documentation afterwards and could approach foundations and say, hey, we can do this a lot better than the Red Cross. We can do this a lot better than social workers. Uh, this is a different model. Uh, this is a model of uh, of, uh, of equality and refugee justice. And uh, we were lucky that uh, one foundation believed that our alternative method was uh, worth supporting. And they f- they funded Tremblin House the first three years. And since then, we have sophisticated our programs and can do fundraising more specifically for women's programs, children's programs, legal counseling, job training, and so forth. Uh, in a way, it's a it's a very uh, uh, capitalist approach that we've approached because by growing, we've been able to sophisticate our programs. And by getting bigger and more sophisticated in our programming, we can also do more uh, 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 specialized fundraising. That's great. That's great. I think that's a very nice plan. And all those people today listening in Radio Land who are you know, struggling with newly formed organizations or have a vision to form organizations, I think you have a platform right now that you can use wisely to, to succeed or to have a broad base on whatever you want to do in terms of advocacy, activism, or whatever you are engaged in. Uh, Mr. Hassan, uh, at I think I think uh, every organization or every union in the world has, has has a strategy, and today you are under a very big pressure from the Danish Immigration Authority that uh, that has to do with deportation, which is a very sad thing that you've been explaining to us today. And I believe that many people in Ridley are listening to you right now. So, what do you think could be much more better that you can do to be able to break through, to be able to 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 stop all these uh, deportation that today you are really lamenting over? I think the question is very simple. Uh, I think it's uh, the white man have to get out and you know, stand by my back. I think that's the that's the solution because we see a lot of Danish people. That's that's Danish people who helping Somali and saying and writing in the in the newspapers or coming in the news. And but we need some lot of Danish people who saying that is enough. This is not uh, for humanity. We we are we are saying we are one of the best humanity uh, state of uh, that's what they told me in the school but i don't see it right now so that's what we need we need the danish people the white man to take uh, action and come and 
participate uh, on this 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 meditation uh, the six of May uh, at Christiansborg. It's very important. So that's the solution. I I don't see a lot of uh, white people saying few. That's the problem. Can I just add uh, one thing that, um, like you, Hassan, said before, and it's very important that we in these organizations don't see each other as competitors. And that when, if we, for example, see another magazine doing the same things, they're not our competitors. There are, we, we should collaborate, and that's why we love to come here and, you know, support Bridge Radio, that we should just really support each other rather than see each other as competitors, because that is also something that can really help the struggle. Uh, we have a Somali uh, telling about this uh, staying t- together. Who's uh, an old man? We have we have camels in Somalia. We are very proud of camels. So he's teaching his youngest, uh, the next generation, how they can be a strong. So he takes uh, a t- a tree, uh, a, a little uh, tin tree, and he's broken. Uh, m- then he take more as uh, so many trees, and he say try to tr- to break it. You can't do it. So that's the solution. Uh, we don't see uh, each other as, uh, yeah. I just want to say, Hassan, what you said about standing together um, and and uh, protesting against the deportations of uh, Somali. The Somali community has been here a long time. Uh, I can only... Uh, Uh, back up on that and support you in that. So May 6th at the at the at the Parliament Square in Copenhagen, and then I just want to say that the, I think it would be super great if you could create more awareness about uh, what happens to people who have already been deported, what kind of situation they are facing in in Somalia. Uh, um, there's very little research done and very little knowledge about what actually happens to people who are deported. And I think uh, the general publics in in Denmark and uh, I guess in the world, because we all use these uh, forced deportation strategies, uh, we have a we have a a conception that there is a home to go back to. So this whole notion of being sent back home has to be problematized. There are researchers working on this. Uh, Sharam Kusravi, for instance, said, has looked uh, carefully into what happens to Afghan deportees who were deported by force from Sweden. Very interesting research. Uh, and we need to know more about what happens after years and years and years in a community or a, a state and then being sent back to a, to a so-called home that is, uh, that is unfamiliar to you. Yeah, and I want to keep uh, asking you, Hassan, um, because our next question is, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I will do that. Um, our next question is that uh, what you have achieved so far, and I would, uh, sp- I'm especially interested in hearing because it seems like you are really a, a bigger community and uh, also that you have the contact to uh, several, I, I don't know if everybody, but at least a lot of these people who are actually facing this deportation now. So if you can share your experience of this um, groundwork of community building and what you have feel like you have achieved so far by doing this. Right now we, are about, we have a Facebook group, we are about uh, 350 and a lot of them is refugee. Uh, that's the They have uh, the 200 is of of these 800 people who's go- going to through this interview 
they sending people to. Uh, so these people who's uh, doing this demonstration is them. I'm only helping. I'm only helping because I'm a little better in Danish in there. So uh, I know the country, so I'm helping with that. But they are doing their own uh, demonstration. So we are doing very well. We talk with a lot of uh, media. The Danish media, they don't respond. So right now we have uh, a communi- uh, communication with the... I don't know how you say it in Danish, in English. And uh, they are helping us because they know how to talk with the the journalists. And they uh, some of them are educated journalists. So they're helping us uh, writing or telling about how we can uh, make interesting about this uh, event we are making. And we talk with Black Lives Matter too. We have them too. And we talk with, uh, I don't remember the name, of Afghanistan and Iraq people from Albo and so we have we're trying to our vision was to try it's not only for Somali this is it's for everybody even our Danish people who have a citizenships because we have another telling Somali telling who's saying that uh, if the the lion eat you uh, you you uh, you you animals then he will eat you one day because he's he's so uh, uh, brave that he's coming to your house and eating you ships next time we will eat you so we think like that the danish government is not eating only somalis right now but they're gonna eat the iraqs and afghanistan and everybody we've seen and we hear it every time how the inga Stoiber is talking about us they, she's not talking with us but she's talking about us and she don't know us she, she afraid of meeting us because we maybe yeah i don't know what she's thinking So so we we try to yeah ho- hold each other's hands as a NGOs and we talk with the Invanta Center too. I don't know you know maybe this a place in Blokos Place and and Trumpley House too. Michaela is coming. Um so yeah we're trying to yeah so it's it's good it's doing very well right now. Yeah it sounds very good and this importance of uh, standing together also between different communities like for instance with the Afghan community and just to our listeners if you want to hear more about this group um, uh, No Deportation Without Resistance you can listen to our last program where there was our our guests and there you can also hear the voice of one of the Afghan uh, asylum seekers who uh, have been arranging demonstration for the Afghan community who have been facing uh, deportations lately and the demonstrations have been taking place in the northern part of Jutland and is still going on Yeah, and uh, now we are actually a little bit over time, so I think we need to to close down the program for today. Yes, uh, now we are we are a little bit into time right now, so uh, we are sorry that uh, you know in Denmark in, in every part of the world everybody move by time. I see in Denmark that the buses in Denmark do not move when people are filled in, the, they move when the time reach. You know, in Africa, when the before the bus can leave the station, it must be completely full. <laughs> you know. <laughs> But in Denmark, they just wait there when the time reaches, just go whether you are in or not. <laughs> so I think we are also in that same situation right now. We have to just pack up. And But thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for being here today. We are so happy to have you here. And uh, we hope that we can work together more in achieving these you know, very nice plans that, we, that you all have. The Bridge Radio is a platform where we can meet and discuss ourselves, and discuss about the situation in the society. And we are very much happy to host you guys here today. Thank you so much. Anything else you have to say? say today to us to your people listening to you 
I love it. Amazing. And we can't wait to come back. Maria Cayola and Ivan in the technical team today. Thanks. Yeah, thank you so much. And British Radio, stay tuned all the time and live, always Copenhagen, trampoline house. Bye for now. In this jungle, jungle, every man feed themselves so prepared for fight. Jungle, jungle, hey, give thanks to the ones who are true to life. Jungle, jungle, the victory is there, there on the battlefield. Real warriors keep it real. Me get a flat down the road through me car overload Me have the spear on my phone but she empty Maybe through me raga raga me sure never press People drive past now help me And the ones who pretend to care Them just all about the money Yeah, Here comes the cops who want to ticket me Ain't nothing about this no funny In this jungle, jungle Every man feed themselves so prepared for fight Jungle, jungle Hey, give thanks to the ones who are true to life Jungle, jungle The victory's there, there on the battlefield Real warriors keep it real In this jungle, things are never ever what it seems Many true characters conceal Flattering lips with smiling faces Past them all the while in different places In this jungle, everyone seems to have a needing agenda Hey so I hunting for mine, now go on like some blind In this jungle, jungle I every man feed themselves so prepared for fight Jungle, jungle Hey give thanks to the ones who are true to life Jungle, jungle The victory is there, there on the battlefield Real warriors keep it real In this jungle, 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 jungle From a dream, couldn't go back to sleep. Me sit up and a prayer situation now comes. That me always dead for them, but me no see them in a my tribulation. Oh, it's so funny that the people them would tell yourself to trust them. You never ever get them when you call them. I just you and the problem, the problem in this jungle. Jungle, I every man feed themselves so prepared to fight. Jungle, jungle, hey, give thanks to the ones who are true to life. Jungle. She's there, there on the battlefield Real warriors keep it real In this jungle, jungle Every man feed themselves so prepared for fight Jungle, jungle Hey, give thanks to the ones who are true to life Jungle, jungle The victory's there, there on the battlefield Real warriors keep it real In this jungle, 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 jungle
ดนบิ๊กรีดิโอรีดิโอพอลวิทยุสะพานเชื่อมรีดิโอเกสกุฮิร์ค่ะ The Bridge Radio